Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. And as always, I'm Kevin's better half and... The more likable of us, Rob Langevin. You know, I'm weirdly okay with that. Uh, this week we're going to talk about all kinds of things. Price changes, how everybody that wears maroon and baby blue gets hurt, uh, and a whole bunch of other fantasy stuff. How you doing, Rob? I'm good. I'm good. I do kind of agree. I feel bad for, for Villa. I think they should just, just uh, you know, break a hole in the boat and let it sink now because they're definitely going down. You know what the problem is, is that they don't get a draft pick from being so awful, like American teams do. Yeah, there's no compensatory. <laughs> you can't suck for luck. You're just going You're just going straight yeah, down. It it's completely looks awful for them. It doesn't uh, look any better this week either, going against an informed Everton team. Yeah, it's, it's not going to get better soon at all. Uh, but yeah, so we can just jump straight in with price changes, if you'd like. Uh, for me, obviously... We're, we're both talking about Jordan Amavi, who I'm not sure we actually mentioned by name in that whole, whole diatribe. Um, Jordan Amavi, obviously one of the best fantasy options at left back. One of the most promising left backs in the league, in fact. Uh, picking up a season-ending injury for the U21s, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, and so, obviously, devastating blow for Aston Villa. Devastating blow for most fantasy teams who just suffered the Dimitri Payet injury and may still be dealing with that, which we'll also address later. Uh, similar similar thing where you weren't really worried about matchups with Amavi because he could create enough going forward that he was kind of matchup proof. Uh, so, and this will incorporate into price changes. Uh, obviously, people looking to drop him. Scott Dan rises again, now sitting at 5.2. Uh, I'm not a huge Scott Dan guy. We, we talk about this every week. I love me some Joel Ward, but... Uh, he is averaging 5.2 points over the last five matches, which is very impressive for a center back. Not even defender, but especially for a center back. Uh, and Palace have a pretty easy run to the new year, facing just two top 10 attacking teams in Everton and Southampton. Are you thinking Scott Dan's the easy pickup play? Uh, obviously, Rose is my guy. So I guess make your argument for whoever you're thinking, and then Dan or Rose rest of the year. Uh, well, I can't preach enough my love for Scott Dan. I've probably mentioned him at least once on the podcast for the last what month I'd say. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do. I do love Scott Dan, especially at this price point. He's basically fits into that, that secondary price point for defenders. He's not the price point of, of a, of a city defender or an arsenal defender, like a Kashelny or someone of the like. Uh, but he's definitely into that uh, informed defender that has good matchups. Uh, that you're probably going to play as your third defender based on who else you roster. Um, you mentioned a couple other names. The one guy that jumps out to me, especially for this week, is uh, it's a guy who plays like a similar role first for uh, that Scott Dan plays for Crystal Palace. It, it, and Swansea have a great fit, great matchup this week. Mm. And I'm looking at Ashley Williams. He, he can come. He can come through. Uh, no, he's not. He's not going to wow you with a fantasy overload of points anywhere. But he's steady, is what he is. And when Swansea has a good matchup, they're okay. The problem is they're still Swansea. And people uh, look at their team and they're like, all right, well, I had Gomez and I got burned. All right, I use popping up here and there and he does decent things once in a while. All right, that's fine. But when you look at what who they're playing this week, Ashley Williams could be that third defender for you at a similar mm-hmm. price point to Scott Dan. That will give you probably either a similar return or something something close to it. Uh, they're, they're going against a Bournemouth squad who scored four goals in their last six matches, all told. Um, so, I mean, it's, it doesn't really look good that they're going to they're going to put one in the net. But but Swansea is no clean like clean sheet bet either. They're not a defensive uh, juggernaut by any yeah, stretch. Yeah, ab- absolutely. They're not someone you want to you know invest your. And money really in. weird that Tabano really hasn't gotten into this side yet. 
I think from Saint Etienne, I think is where it came from. He, I I saw him a couple times in France. He looked very good. It's it's very it's very strange. I did I thought he would come in and just run away with the starting position position there, and he really hasn't. Uh, I think uh, looking looking at his page right now, uh, guess right now minutes played. Uh, one ninety zero. Nice. I didn't even know. I see. That's how much I paid attention to scenes from <laughs> Wales. Literally zero minutes for Frank Tabano, who they, you know, were very excited about coming into the year. Very, very strange. Much stranger than the Christian Fuchs thing. At, yeah, uh, Leicester. And and I I like I like Christian Fuchs this way this this week as well. And mm. he's he's in that same same price point as the Dans and the Williams. Yeah. If you're looking for uh, for a matchup play that that you could you know be beneficiary to your team this week, if you're not relying on a Southampton or a Spurs or a City defender uh that's some that's a direction i would i would probably look in mm. one of those secondary guys that have a great matchup this week especially if you have a free transfer like an additional free transfer that you need that you can bolster up your defense yeah all right so there, there are some defending options for you if you're worrying what to do uh to get jordan amavi out of your side now we need to talk and i know everybody loves it when i talk about tottenham players so buckle up <laughs> Uh, for a little Della Ali talk. In real life, is he incredible? Yes. Only 19. Main of the match in his last three matches. One of which was his first ever visit to the Emirates in his North London derby. And one was his first international start for England at Wembley. Again, age 19. Which is incredible. The goal he scored against Hugo Lloris, just incredible as well. That to the side, is he a great fantasy player? No. He's not. Uh, for 5.0, he's absolutely worth it, and that's the price he, he will be by the time you're listening to this, 4.9 as we record. Uh, but, you know, I, I just don't see the long-term upside here because while he does break into the box every now and again, Erickson has been playing out on the wing. We talked on the EPL roundtable about Tottenham's secret 4-3-3 at the moment with Dyer holding up, Dembele and Ali kind of playing box-to-box with Lamela and Erickson on the wings. But as soon as that changes, which very well could be this week with Dembele picking up a slight knock uh, with the international squad, if you see us like a full shift back to the 4-2-3-1, you see Erickson sitting behind Kane, you see Sun on the left cutting in, that cuts off that route for Ali to run into, which wasn't even that uh, effective from a fantasy standpoint again uh, the past few weeks anyway. Did he score against Aston Villa? Yes. Uh... I just I I love the real life hype. I love that everybody is starting to see the kind of player that he could end up being. But one, he's not entirely there yet. He's still just nineteen. There are going to be ups and downs. That's the risk you're willing to take with a player like that. But two, don't let real life performance distract your fantasy goals, uh, unless you're in a, a league like they have over at Togo, or like if you're in a daily format where. You get those extra stats that he's creating with both tackles and chances created and successful dribbles and such. But in the official .com game, he is not, quote-unquote, that valuable. But at 5.0, you're willing to take that risk. But I've seen, a, like, he's already going up. People are already getting very excited. But he should be nothing more than your fifth midfielder. Oh, I, I completely agree. He Is it great to have uh, a hyped-up, midfielder that is performing well on an England squad absolutely but I think that's where the hype lies and should lie especially in the official dot-com game he's not a viable fantasy option right now um, if you're buying into him you're either Kevin's best friend in a Spurs homer or you're kind of tinkering to tinker for tinker's sake does that make sense? It, it does, because because you're bringing in a player that doesn't offer a lot of value that everybody else is also kind of bringing in. So there's yeah. not value in playing against the hand. There's not value in him per se to begin with. It, it just seems uh, maybe not the way to go, I guess. I mean, it, it's, great to, it's great to buy in early, but you and I are both on the same page about buying in early with players. We, we'd rather wait the week and yeah. have him prove us wrong than, than buy in and be a lemming and be like everyone else. Yeah, and Mason's uh, back in fit. Everybody freaked out about Bentaleb, but it looks like he's actually going to be fit when he comes back as well. Still have Tom Carroll sitting in there. Dyer is a guaranteed start every week. Like this, this is all to the side of whether or not he's even going to consistently play going forward. Tottenham's yeah. still in lots of competitions, Europa League, 
going to obviously start the FA Cup in January. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of problems here. At 5.0, I, sure, if you want to take a punt, but realize that everyone else, if they're taking a punt, is also taking a punt on him. So you're not even making up ground. Yeah, I mean, just from looking at his transferred in rate the, the, for the game this the, the, so far this week, he's he's at 13, almost 14,000, which is more than players like uh, Erickson, who we'll get into later with your team that we already <laughs> talked, uh, uh, Sadio Mane, uh, Andre Ayu, who has a great matchup. I've already mentioned Swansea this already. And even a guy who I, I – Pray to pray to preach about it is Marco Anatovic. Uh, you know he's a great yeah. great buy. Also, your boy. Yeah, totally. I had tons of boys on this show, and and if you want to believe it or not, he's got more transfers in this week than Ed Hazard. Who would have wow. thought that? <laughs> yeah, tell somebody that like three months ago. <laughs> yeah, when they weren't wasting a number one draft pick and draft pick draft format for him. Huh? Is that like a subtle jab at anyone or uh, myself? Oh yeah. Hmm. Well. If it makes you feel any better, I took Kieran Trippier in the second round after seeing him play live in Denver and being convinced he was the answer to Tottenham's right-back woes, only for him to not yet even play. Has he played a minute in the Premier League? I'm genuinely not sure. But regardless, that hasn't gone well. Kieran Trippier, Denver, the last dinosaur of defenders. (laughs) Let's see, let's see. I pulled it up right now. Uh, Over-under on minutes for Kieran Trippier set at 8. You think it's over-under? I'm going to say it's under, because I think he only has like seven. Ah, it's over at nine. God, you're so dumb. I'm so dumb. <laughs> I'll go stand in the corner. I'm sorry. What were you thinking? Inexcusable. I'll go back, I'll go back to sniffing glue and stand in the corner. You call yourself an expert. <laughs> All jokes aside, though, everybody can make mistakes. Hazard, Chelsea as a whole, nobody could have predicted that. Nobody could have predicted that Kyle Walker would hold on to his job, call. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah those, those are just risks you take in the game of fantasy, and then you just do your best to uh, to recover from there. But yeah, Arnautovic, clearly the better player than yeah, Hazard. That, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a, that's a shame to even say out loud. Unquestioned. And, and, and mean it. It's it's pretty hilarious and sad that I'm a Chelsea fan. <laughs> All right, you have any uh, other price changes you wanted to bring up? Uh, you know, Nobody really is, is is jumping out to me. To be fair, there weren't many. Uh, yeah, in case you're listening were, and you were, were like, many. how can they not? There just weren't that many this week, obviously, yeah, international break. Because it's, still. A, it's a carryover week. Um, guys, that, there's a, guys that changed that went up that I noticed that maybe in the roster flux for some people. How about a Nacho Monreal being for, for Arsenal? Mm. As that as that everybody bought into the Bellerin. And, yeah, I have him as my number one defender this week. And now they're on the Koscielny's jock. So... Monreal was basically the, the third fiddle there for one of the better defensive units in the Premier. Um, oh, Mesut Ozil went up twice this week. Uh, we've, we've talked ad nauseum about his ads over the last two weeks. Uh, he's gone up 167,000 already this this week. Was it assists in six straight games? Yeah, it's yes, yeah, I believe it's six. Yeah. Silly. And with this with this 167,000 up it's 525,000 in 3 weeks bringing his uh percentage up to 24%. It started this whole thing at less than 7. So just throwing it out there. Now every, everybody's buying into the 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 boat formerly known as the Amistad into Mesut Ozil. <laughs> and they're sailing their fantasy ship to Germany, I guess. <laughs> Which um Fairly certain is landlocked, but you know we won't. I'm not going to worry about the logistics of. They got rivers, naval. Yeah, I will. Yeah, naturally, but you just got to get off your big boat and put on like little pouch, little, little boats, yeah. little can, canoes, and dude, out, did you ever outriggers? Out did you ever like go fishing as a kid and like have to get in those like foot paddled boats? No, did you ever blow bubbles as a kid though? What? What? Like with the little bubble wand? Yeah, Jeff. Oh hell yeah! Good because he's back in town. He wants your new number. <laughs> uh, that off-color joke brought to you by a nameless sponsor. Um, <laughs> by Palm Olive. <laughs> It'll clean your hands and dry you out too. That's okay. Wow. So fishing, so fishing, fishing. Go. Oh, just uh, we were talking about big boats to little boats, and you have to do that sometimes. If there's like a, you know, it's a little more shallow. But those paddle boats are fun as hell. Like so yeah. fun. Yeah. I don't know what, what it is. My my family has a lake house and we have multiple boats. So yeah. 
because I because I grew up in such an affluence. Um, that yeah. I don't I don't know right from wrong. So right. I, just do, I really do stupid and say stupid things a lot. And I I figured you know. Yeah. No, I've seen like your thirty foot yacht. I mean, yeah. <laughs> come I mean, on, so that's not even really a yacht. You it's know, a, it's a slew. Get out of here. Yeah. It's not a yacht. <laughs> it's a slew. <laughs> Yeah. Do only one kitchen? I mean, what's only, the point? You know, I, it's funny. We only have three full-time employees that work on it. I mean, come on. I'm so like, we're so how good is that? Okay, so you have one maid, one chef, and then the man. I really wish I knew what a captain. There we go. Yeah. I was about to say sea pilot. Right, I didn't we call know. Him skipper. We call oh, him skipper. there you go. Yeah, I call. I just call him John Terry because he's always going to be my skipper. <laughs> That's. Uh, not a mental image I wanted at all. Okay. That's sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. That Chelsea defense. Not looking great in case you're looking for people to the replace a movie with. The whole team should just play on Mondays and Thursdays. Yep. That's, when, that's when the garbage gets taken out. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, for players that decreased in price this week, pretty much every Liverpool player, you have Klein to 5.4, Sturge to 10.1, Milner to 6.6. Do you have any interest in them? Uh, just before you answer that, the next two are City and Swansea, which are maybe tough. But after that, Newcastle, West Brom, Watford, Leicester, Sunderland, West Ham. No, I mean the only the only two guys. There's there's three guys that I would I would take a, a look at that have decreased since the since the last game played. There's uh, Yannick Bellassi, still intrigued. I'm always yeah, going to be intrigued. I'm going to mention him a little be, bit. You know, uh, uh, I'll I'll lump these two in together only because uh, of the. The thing that's going on with the Payet injury in West Ham. Uh, how about Victor Moses and Chick Quixote? Some Somebody's yeah. got to step up there and, and do some fantasy relevance there. I don't think it's either of them. I'll get into who I think it is later when we start sits. Yeah. Uh, and then if you're looking for a third cheap option up front and you maybe want to you know, strike gold, how, how about a, a, a Miriam Bayam Doof? Yeah, Mama Bayam Doof, yeah. Uh, he's starting to get back into shape and... Stoke is missing the point guy. That's yeah. what they're missing. They don't have it, and he's it. Well, it's because um, they're playing Arnautovic on the wing, but that's a, yeah. well, a different issue. Yeah, but they need that guy to play in the center where Arnautovic can cross the ball. Arnautovic is a brilliant crosser of the ball. He's, he basically, really is, yeah. he's basically showing you what Boyan was supposed to be showing you. Yeah, Who and has looked okay, and it looks like Shakiri is finally showing signs of life as well. So, yeah, I, that Diof is an excellent is an yeah. excellent call. If you know when they set up, if they put Diouf at the point, Arnautovic on on the one wing, Boyan on the on the other wing, and Shakir or Boyan in the middle and Shakiri on the other wing, that's a, that's a great front four for yeah. a for a middle fledging team like Stoke. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, excellent calls there from you. And uh, now we're gonna pause because English people have to listen to a commercial from us. Smoke them if you got them. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, so, yeah, any other things you want to mention before we jump to start sit? Uh, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll probably touch a little bit more after the start sits of... Uh because we'll get into our own transfers. We're going to save it to the end this week. So everybody who's like, all right, I'm only going to listen to eight minutes this time because they'll probably get into it. We're going to save it to the end for everybody who's bringing in transfers and need transfer ideas. We'll get more into We touched on it last week. So if you listened to last week or if you didn't listen to last week, go back and listen to it and then come back and pause right here and then come back. And then we'll <laughs> we'll start talking about transfer ideas for everyone in the, the Payette sinking canoe. And yeah. God, what is but, it with our nautical theme today? Oh my god, that's so the yeah, it's the SS Love Fest FPL boat. 
<laughs> Love it. Also, I wanted to mention earlier, uh, when I was writing uh, my little rundown to like keep my mind sharp on what we're actually talking about, uh, fun little sentence, Danner Rose rest of year. Mm-hmm. But uh, So it looks like Danny Rose, but it's Dan, <laughs> Scott Dan, E. Rose. Anyway. That's, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> I just thought it was a little fun. You ever, you ever watch Wheel of Fortune, though? Because they have that they have that thing before and after, where yeah, you'll no. have like a no. Yeah, no. yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, like in and out door, you know. Like yeah, burger. like in and out burger. Yeah, got it. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna offer an example, and I've mentioned this many times, and I don't think I've ever not been able to recall one until mentioning that it's a cool thing and tried to explain it. Lost all of the examples. So yeah, I have zero example as well. Yeah. Uh, one of our super like fans. John Williams sisters. So John Williams the composer, Williams sisters the tennis players, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that, that's bottom of the barrel stuff for me. So we're gonna move on to start sit, which might not be much better from my side. Uh, so this is gonna be crazy. Earlier, I was talking how you shouldn't play a Tottenham player in Della Ali. Now I'm gonna tell you you should play an Arsenal player. What's happening? I don't know. Uh, Olivier Giroud. Uh, we're we're super duper not going to touch on all the political things that have happened, which could affect him. Uh, I'm just going to talk about the actual football. If you want to hear about that, there are many better places than us to find that kind of information. But uh, for Giroud, I am not advocating you buy him by any stretch. But if you already have him, this is the kind of week that you want to start him in. He scored three of the last four, having only failed to score against the vaunted and legendary and handsome and just really, they're just really great guys of the Tottenham defense. Um, and West Brom always looks a tougher matchup on paper than it is in real life, in so much as that they have continued yet again their streak of if they concede one, they concede two. Those, of course, being against Manchester United and Leicester over the past two weeks. Uh, so I have every faith. Ugh, I don't want to have faith that Arsenal will score. I believe that Arsenal will score. Uh, and if they do, they'll most likely score two. And if Arsenal score two, it's unlikely that Giroud doesn't get one of them. That's that's my little logic puzzle going on about that selection. Uh, in midfield, you mentioned him earlier, Yannick Bellassi, uh, a.k.a. whoever starts up top for Palace. Uh, Sunderland have conceded nine goals in their last five games and are obviously not very formidable at all. Uh, Bolassi does look like he's finally gaining steam, though, which I'm sure many people will be glad to see, uh, averaging about five points over his last five games, which, in case you're keeping track, is worse than Scott Dan. (laughs) But, you know, them's them's the stakes. I, I do like him more if he's up top, like if he's playing as an actual striker. Uh, than on the wing, because Yedlin and Jones have been weirdly okay lately. Um, but Sunderland do have, have difficulties up the middle, so I think if he plays up top, that he'll have a lot more success there. If he plays up the middle, I have him as a top 15 midfielder this week. If he's on the wing, I still have him as top 25. So not a bad play either way. Uh, just like him more if he plays quote-unquote striker. Uh, and then following your Swansea love, my my hard mode suggestion, uh, Kisung Young, uh, just at 5.1. He started five of the last six, hasn't done particularly well, to be honest. But again, you mentioned struggling Bournemouth side and is an interesting offset to the Della Ali hype train at a very similar price point with uh, it, Young at 5.1 and Ali at 5.0. And, and to jump in yeah, on, the, on the key, uh, he had a brilliant uh, international break. He scored yes, two goals and two. had an assist yep. as well. So. Yeah. Jungman Sun also. A big yep. deal for South Korea, but Absolutely. way too expensive. Not actually a forward, despite being listed as one. So yeah. that offers super little value. Yeah. <laughs> um, and defensively, Southampton defenders. Uh, they all did well last week. I actually was fortunate enough to uh, plug and play my Yoshida in our Taga League, um, which proved very fruitful. Still don't love either him or, uh, oh man, just absolutely blank. Cedric Suarez. Um, just because I don't know what's going on there. I, I genuinely don't know. Like Suarez had that one match where he was pulled out at exactly the hour mark and mm-hmm. everybody got upset because they didn't know whether or not he qualified or did not for that clean sheet. Uh, so yeah, not sure what's going on at right back there, but you got to love Van Dyke. I have him at three overall for defenders this week. Uh, you got to love, 
uh, Ryan Bertrand, who's fighting his way back and starting to look better. And Jose Font, you know, you were talking about Ashley Williams earlier. is just like a rock in defense. Mm-hmm. That's what Font is. He's going to yeah. get your points if they get a clean sheet. He's not if they don't. Yeah. Um, but you're willing to take that gamble because I think Southampton are quickly proving to be a top five defense in the South- league, de- yeah. regardless of who's playing right back. Yeah, Southampton is going to end the year as a top two defense. They're they're mm. too talented in the back to not. Uh, but they're those are all good good choices. I I've had I've had all those guys written in as secondary or tertiary guys for my starts. Um, well, it's a good thing fact- they were secondary because otherwise it would be horrible radio. Yeah, completely. <laughs> Just, completely. Yep. <laughs> Uh, for my starts, I'll start on defense. Uh, I already went into Ashley Williams. Uh, if you're looking for somebody to, to just plug and play, Bournemouth, four goals in their last six games. They don't look anything remotely fantastic up top. Um, if, if Stanislaus makes you nervous, um, you shouldn't be watching soccer. Um, through the midfield, I, I, I had like I had seven midfielders penciled in in my start, uh, and we've touched on a lot of them. But the one guy and we were talking about West Ham defenders on the price down. Uh, the one guy I didn't touch on because I wanted to save him for my start was uh, Lanzini for West Ham. Yeah, I think I think if, any, if anybody is directly going to re- replace Payet in an offensive mode, I think it's Manuel Lanzini. Uh, is he Dimitri Payet by any stance? No, absolutely zero. But somebody's got to step into that role to be the facilitator for the offense and be the leader up top. Um, West Ham isn't the greatest of health up top, you know, with especially at the striker position, you know, Valencia and nobody's basically healthy at the same time. Everybody's injured or they're probably going on vacation or something. But but Lanzini, I think, is the guy that'll step in there the most and give you some kind of fantasy asset there. Is he is he a play? No, he's probably falls into the Della Ali category of you don't really want to roster him unless you really, really want to gamble. And mm. if if you if he does well, you look like the smartest guy in the room. If not, you look like you're wearing a purple suit with a pink tie. And you look just dumb. Um, up top, you know, I'm just gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it bread here. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna go chalk. Um, I have him as my number one forward this week on my on my Rasball.com rankings. Mm. And, and you you probably should own him as well. Romeo Lukaku. Uh, against yeah. a villa, against a villa team that uh, on set to be the most captain player this weekend as well. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say that. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry so... for being super helpful and an amazing co-host and friend and just person in general. You you are awesome. That's why we have that. <laughs> that's why we have that friendship heart ring. Oh, the BFF out. one that when um, I come back to New York, we yeah, can, yeah, yeah. interlace. Yeah. It, oh, boo. Yeah. Go to fplroundtable.com to buy our new BFF rings. BFF, FPL ring. BFFPL. There's a before yeah. and after for Ooh, you. There you go. Nice. Um, yeah, so Lukaku is my, my guy up top. Everton is going to trounce on, on the villains. Um, I, if he doesn't get one, he'll probably – if he gets one, he'll probably get two. Um, so Lukaku is definitely the forward play to look at. Depending on who you who you have up top, uh, especially with the uh, with Vardy maybe being iffy this week, I don't buy into it. I think he's going to play, especially with him putting off his wedding to uh, to play for the Euro for Euro in 2016. That's he's an awesome lad. I I give him all the praise in the world that he, his wife will stick with him for that. <laughs> um, going on to my sits. Um, you know, there's 14.3% of the total population of the FPL universe that still roster this guy. Um, I don't know why. Um, it's Christian Benteke for Liverpool. Uh, they're going against a Sydney defense that has looked great and then has looked bad, but they're not going to look this bad this week. Christian Benteke is way too owned to be anything viable for a fantasy team. Uh, through the Any midfield, interest in Surge? No, either short or not, long term. Not, okay. not yet. Not yet. I'm not buying it yet. I want to see him fit into the Klopp system and who he plays off of up top. Uh, I think Sturridge is more of a. You know what he is. You know, it, if you look at West Coolahan's uh, minutes played for the like like the last six games, mm. it's it's funny. I know this is a horrible comparison because he doesn't play the same position, but they're not the same player. But I can see them doing. And the West Coolahan may actually be involved in Euro 2016. Yeah. <laughs> But the funny thing is, if anybody's listening to this, go go look at Wes Willihan's uh, history. 
Uh, he's got games of 70-30-0. 70-30-0. That's his That's last nuts. six games. Um, <laughs> for somebody of, of Wes Houlihan's capability on a Norwich team that is floundering. Mm. Um, so they were battling Chelsea for, the, for 16th yeah. place. I, I, I do think they'll stay up, though, to be honest. I do, I do as well. I think they're going to bring in somebody like a good midfielder mm. uh, in January. Not somebody who's a world beater. They're not going to bring in friggin' somebody, you know, yeah. and name, insert name. I did, I did see uh, that apparently they're looking at Shane Long, which would be bad news for your boy Dio Mercy, but... Uh, well, eh, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, Benteke up top. Through the midfield, I, I pick on this guy all the time, and, and I mentioned start start Romelu Lukaku up top, but it, it's got to be Ross Barkley. I, I'm missing. I whatever. know we're we are both wholly off the Ross Barkley hype train, or in this episode, missing, the hype ship. I'm missing what 21.3 percent of people who own this this slap nut are using their roster space for. The way for his price and for his output. You can get 10 other players that are outscoring him and are cheaper. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. That's all I have to say about that because it just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, on defense, I'm sitting all Liverpool defenders, uh, namely Nathaniel Klein because he's the most owned. Mm-hmm. He's owned in 29.3% of leagues. Really, people? Come on. Yeah. It's just a funny range. By the way, I, I did uh, mention earlier in the season that I thought Nathaniel Klein wouldn't keep up what he was doing. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, not to yeah. toot my own horn, but yeah. toot toot. <laughs> yeah, and, and just, to add, just to add on to that, first three games, everybody, I guess, bought into the Nathaniel Klein love being at Liverpool. And then people gonna, forgot to take him out yeah, or realize that their defense yeah. isn't that good. Completely. He had 19 points through three games, three clean sheets, right? The next uh, 12 games, or next nine games, he's got 15 combined points. Yeah, so, so that's not great. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so let's that, see. Where so are they? That, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They are ninth currently in defensive record, uh, yeah. which is not anywhere near the tied for best after like two matches. You know, if uh, this is my random piece of advice for everybody, um, if you want to invest in any Liverpool defender right now, uh, don't. But well, also Alberto Moreno. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. He leads. He leads the Premier League in successful crosses from the defense. So as a defender, like rostered player because he's technically plays like a almost like a midfield role but moreno is the guy at liverpool if you were looking to invest in someone on the defensive front so all right tidbit over kevin go (laughs) all right uh so for forwards that i'm not very excited about this is going to sound crazy because they're both facing very poor defenses but every striker in chelsea versus norwich i don't care if it's cameron jerome i do i mean nobody should even consider having Cameron Drew anywhere near their team. Um, and Bakani, I think, is a solid striker, but I don't think he's going to play. And if he does, I'm not sure how well he would do, although pace and size as a striker seems to be the undoing of Chelsea at the moment. Diego Costa, this is such an easy week. And this is why I kind of wanted to mention it. it. It's so easy for this to be the week where you're like, well, this is the week it'll turn around. And it might be, but it's not worth it. It's just not to either bring him in or or to play him. I guess if you already have him on your team, you do have to play him just because of matchup. But this is another ship you should have jumped off of on its way down. Um, Diego Costa against Norwich, not a great defense. Uh, but I, I still don't think it's going to happen. The fourth worst defense Norwich have. If you're, um, if you're rostering Diego Costa, just text me your address. I'm going to come over and slap you in the head. Uh, but don't sue us thanks Uh, we'll have you sign up release form and uh, yeah you can come on the show for like two minutes (laughs) it'll it'll end up being nice we'll buy you a drink it'll be it'll be great (laughs) Um, anyway uh, so in the midfield I I don't know this is kind of a tough week the matchups are kind of strange Uh, I'll I'll just say this that isn't matchup related Jordi Clussy isn't the player that we thought he would be when he came to the Premier League uh, did, did he stay back a fair bit at Azed? Yes, but he was also playing really devastating through balls caused largely by the fact that the defensive setup in the Netherlands isn't as uh, kind of contained and confined as it is in England, so a lot more open space was there to be passed through. Doesn't particularly love to get up and involve too frequently. Uh, so anyway, I love Klossy. I had him in draft format and just dropped him. 
it's just not how we thought it was going to break down. But his presence is what I think is really benefiting the Southampton defense. I know Wanyama missed because of suspension, but Wanyama and Klossy in front of that back four, I think is why we both uh, think so highly of that Southampton defense. Um, but yeah, other midfielders that I'm just not huge on this week. I, I don't really know. I, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Spurs West Ham without Payet involved. Uh, obviously, they snapped their streak of scoring two in every match. Um, Kuyate, maybe. Uh, had a very hot start to the season, has cooled of late. But yeah, all in all, I, I think midfield is an interesting place this week. But, you know, it's pretty much all the same names you should have in your side anyway. I know there has been some diversion with all of the Payet owners moving to different places. If you did cut back or actually listened last week, people had split to Otzil if they had money in the bank, or Tadic if they were looking at matchups, or Coutinho if they like long shots from a midfielder that misses 99 out of 100, uh, or Christian Eriksen because they're awesome, great people that are also handsome, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> but um, Yeah, so not not a big fan of uh, either Kuyate or Klasi, either this week or... And I kind of like Kuyate, just not this week. Um, in defense, player I'm not big on that I usually love, Daryl Janmott. You stole Klein, so I'm going to go with Janmott. He's my boy. Just don't love the matchup this week. I, I don't know, against Leicester, and he's probably going to be the one being asked to lock down uh, Vardy or uh, Mares. You just don't love that at all, do you? And this is assuming uh, Vardy gets the start, which all signs are that he will. Uh, but if it doesn't, that makes things interesting. Also, neither of us mentioned him for players to start, probably because of his ridiculous 53% ownership. You probably know about Jamie Vardy by now if you're already listening to a fantasy podcast, but obviously he has an excellent matchup this week, and I think because of it, Jan Mott will suffer. Does offer his own attacking abilities. If he gets an assist, it could offset, but Leicester could easily score 2-plus in this one, Uh, so you might start getting into those negative defensive numbers. All good picks, Kev. You're getting good at this. I'm teaching you too well. <laughs> I swear to God. I've been learning from you, man. You know, this, this is going to make me drink it and crack open another beer, which I already did while, <laughs> you were, while you were talking. You know what? My talking has often led people to drinking. Usually women, but, uh, you know, we'll make an exception here because you have to talk to me all the time. <laughs> you know what? Everybody looks pretty at 2 a.m. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> there is an excellent Hannibal Burris joke about this that I will not share right now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's definitely not clean. I know yeah. for sure. Yep. Uh, but I don't know. Google Hannibal Burris 5 a.m. and hopefully yeah. it'll come up. It's a very solid bit. Hannibal Burris, one of the most underrated people in the comedy game right now. Is he still underrated? I don't know if he is. I just remember when his comedy special came out, it was right before Aziz Ansari's second special. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Intimate Moments or Essential Evening or whatever, Aziz Ansari's first one, excellent. Was very excited to see Aziz Ansari's second one. Saw, seen him live a couple times. was pretty solid. Uh, but Hannibal Burris' special came out right before that. It was like the warm-up, and it was much better than Aziz Ansari's second special. Yeah, Hannibal Hilarious. Burris is no longer underrated, I don't think. He's, okay, good. I think he's kind of me. Okay, what price point? Because obviously Hannibal Burris' price is rising. What price point do you start to waver a little bit? On, on Hannibal Burris? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he'd probably be... I, I, I'd probably picture him as, like, a midfielder. I don't think he's a striker. Because mm. he, he's not an over-the-top comic, like, you know, like people who steal jokes and are blonde and are semi-fat, like Amy Schumer. Um, <laughs> wow, don't send us your hate mail at all for that. These views are not expressed by EPL Index no, or no, whoever's sponsoring us at all. <laughs> no, no, they're mi- no, they're mine. Smokey underscore Loogie. <laughs> Tweet him. <laughs> he's probably like a, I'd say he's probably like a Payet kind of player, like an 8.0. Mm, came in from a lower league. Yeah. Came in from the writing scene. Him, have you seen John Mulaney's new stand-up? Also hilarious. Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet. If, if you're looking for a stand-up that you can watch with a significant other or kids or parents, one of the best there is. Just not a whole lot of swearing, not a whole lot of R-rated topics, but just hilarious minute to minute another one i've just found myself really lately finding myself more and more appreciative of comics that started as writers as opposed to comics that started as performers i don't know what's going on with me lately but like Mulaney and burris both worked on snl for a while yeah um dan soder i think worked on conan for a bit anyway 
know, uh, right? listen to listen to those people. They're all funnier than we are. L- listen to com- <laughs> listen to comedy. They're way funnier than me. Not really. Not really. I'm just I'm here. Okay. Okay. But to our credit, which do you think is better? Our knowledge of fantasy and and comedy stylings. Do you think that's a better combination than their comedy and their fantasy stylings? Because my yeah. bet is yes. I think we're more versatile than them. Yeah. Because, I because guarantee you Hannibal Burris couldn't tell you the top 10 fantasy defenders in the dot-com game right now. No, not at all. I couldn't either. But I, <laughs> I, just, pretend, I just pretend like I know what I'm doing because I'm so pretty. You know what? You get away with it, man. It's, it's them blue eyes, man. They're, they're it, distracting. You get yourself lost in them. It is so hard to be the talent. You know, it's like... And it's the like, beauty. It's, it's, it's an like issue. It's like Laurel looking at Hardy and being like, yeah, you need to go on a diet. Or, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. It, it's, hard, it, it's, it's hard work making something this pretty. Yeah. Is it Maybelline? Or is it... Is it... No. no. Sponsored by um, Silk. The uh, almond milk. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. It, it's good for your digestive system and your 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 facial features. Yeah. While we're talking about stuff like that, um, I have a very specific rant that I wasn't intending to share at all. But you know that uh, Bath and Body Works got rid of their midnight pomegranate scent. Shut up. It was the best scent there by a mile. You yeah, hear rid me, of it. No you hear, type, you hear me typing the email to them right now? As you should be. I was so upset. I went with my friend, and I was like, hey, I'm trying to get some uh, midnight pomegranate soap. He's like, oh, we don't carry that anymore? I was like, I'm about to cause a scene. Like, I don't know who you need to tell, like a manager or something. But things about to get it, riots incited. Like, and, and I ever so gently uh, turned one of the displays slightly. So You, you, you turned it, yeah. Yeah. You, I, I go in there, and I, I switch the price tag. Is what I do. Oh, like the nice. Yeah. On the sizes? That's, yeah. that's a good look. Totally what I do. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what you, you came to listen to this for, fantasy advice and us being rebels. But I just also, do it, I, I do it on the cutting board. That's yeah. what I do. Like, I switch the maple cutting mm. board prices with, like, the cherry and the walnut prices. Yeah. And people are like, oh, my mind's going crazy. There's so many woods <laughs> and they're cheaper. Yeah. Okay. Legitimate question. Ah, oh, man, this would have been a great question for a guest. We can keep it for when we have a guest on next time. But no, we, you we walk into a mall. What three stores do you go to? Walk into a mall? Yeah. Um, you know what? I need to know what time of year it is. Is it Christmas time or is it like I need to buy something else? Yeah, or... just for you. Like you're not worrying about like gifts or anything. Like All right, that. three stores. Um, Gate Crew. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll probably go into some video game store, whether it be GameStop if it's in that. Mall FYI, or... if that still exists. No, FYI, stop it. I don't. <laughs> nobody what? Nobody buys DVDs anymore. It's a dead, dead technology. <laughs> Um, yeah, but like a, like a gaming store. Mm. Um, and then my third one would probably be any, I'm a sneaker junkie. So I have over, I have over 80 pairs of sneakers. So nice. It's probably going to be a sneaker joint, like, you know, finish line, line, foot locker. Yeah. So I'm one of those, one of those three play, one of those places Mm. that hand men's accessory for their feet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be a huge sneakerhead, slowly uh, turning into nerdy adult person. So I hit up Aldo usually for my shoes. You get some, you get some pretty nice shoes over there. <laughs> my three stores, Lacoste number one. I wear way too much Lacoste stuff, and I love it. You gotta rock the croc, bro. That's what I've been saying since oh no. Actually, I'm pretty sure there's a picture of me wearing it like as a kid. <laughs> um, there's but- probably a picture of you wearing it everywhere. When your your mom has like a, a generational thing. <laughs> you know what? I never intended to say this, but I will post a picture of me when I think I was ten or eleven wearing a Lacoste polo because you know we've been rocking that Croc for decades, pimp. Um, yeah. Man, hell, hell no, nah, bitch, they polo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is always funny when people talk about Lacoste polos. You're like, well, what about polo polos? That turns into a whole issue. So Lacoste number one. There's not one in Lexington. There is one up in Cincinnati. Or I went to school. Lacoste stores always dope. Uh, I I almost got uh, well. No, I did get offered a job. I just didn't take it because of how much I was in that store. And they're just like, "You're here anyway." Uh, but yeah, love me some Lacoste. Super underrated store for dudes. Sephora for all your fragrance needs. Sephora has hella cologne. You can rack up all kinds of points. You can get some nice facial scrubs. You know, if you want your face to shine. 
Uh, if you don't have the natural beauty of someone like Rob Langevin, uh, you need to you need to up your up your face game. That's me. Uh, <laughs> that's me. He's talking about me, by the way. Yep, yep, that's that guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Lacoste, Sephora, and uh, a place like Dick's Sporting Goods for people that aren't in the U.S. That could have been. Woo. Yeah, I, it's a sporting I goods like, store. I, I bet you like going to Dick's. Oh man, this is. Wow. Uh, so yeah, there or Aldo, which I love. Also, Anions, Antians, doesn't matter how you want to say it. Um, Antions. Uh, their pretzels are delicious. I, I t- if, if all the English people are like, Antians, what the hell is that? They're, what the, the hell are you I, talking about? Yeah, you know what? Just pronounce it like the garage. The I garage. Like, the garage. Yeah. It's garage. I hate to break the news to you. <laughs> I left my duffel in the boot of my lorry. I think is what uh, John Oliver said in Community purposely yeah. to confuse American people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, he asked for a fiver. And I was just like, what? Is yeah. that English? And it's literally English. Yeah, uh, every, <laughs> every time I hear a word that like I pronounce differently on, on uh, even like a pregame to a, a soccer match. Mm. I'm like, wait, that's not right. And I'm like, <laughs> technically it is right, but I'm just like not feeling it. I'm like, nah, I'm realize. not feeling it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not right. It's not garage, it's garage. Yeah. So yeah, if you're uh, stalking me, sometime go to the Fayette Mall. And uh, if I'm there, I will definitely be stopping at uh, Lacoste, Sephora, and Aldo, probably, if I'm honest. Because they got dope shoes, they got dope socks. Sometimes you hit up a little men's warehouse because you need to step your suit game up. Maybe you already have the suit, but you just need a new pocket square, which, by the way, shouldn't 100% match your tie. I hate people that match their pocket squares and their ties. If you're no. listening to this podcast and you match your pocket square to your tie directly, like pattern and color. Because sometimes, like, I like to do, like, a blue tie with a little, like, yellow highlight and then, like, a yellow pocket square with a little blue. Like, I'm fine with that, but the patterns aren't supposed to be the same. No. You don't want to match it with your socks. Like, I know a lot of – I love matching in everyday life, but mm-hmm. that is not the, the situation where you do that. Yeah, you you're know? not Steve Harvey on Family Feud for Christ's <laughs> And thank goodness for that. He's actually he's actually pretty funny. Wait, all right, we'll get into a random third question, a random question here. Yeah, R- rank the all-time best Family Feud host. Go. Not a fan of the show. If There's I'm honest, been like, are you serious? Yeah, man. I'm it's, not, not. All right, I'll, I'll break it down. I'll break it down. Okay, yeah, listen. yeah, go for it. It's, it's number one is easily Richard Dawson. If anybody watches the show and they go back and hit like an old school game show network. He kisses every woman on the lips, like passionately <laughs> on the lips. How that man doesn't have herpes, 12 different cycles of it. Or been murdered no by some husband. Yeah. He kisses every woman on the lips, no matter what she looks like. Grandmas, like 16-year-old girls, kiss him straight on the lips. Number two, Steve Harvey. Got to be Steve Harvey. He, he's actually pretty funny. He's witty. If, he's kind of quick. If you don't get it, you're probably not going to get it. If you mm. do get it, you're going to laugh. Uh, number three. The guy who killed himself, Ray Cohn. He was good. He was kind of like this squirrely, I'm pretending to be Pat Sajak looking guy, but I'm uh. really not. So him. And then the, the the last guy, John O'Hurley, awful. Just awful. They, there was a reason he only did like two seasons of it, and it's awful, and it ruined the whole show. Family Feud is one of the best shows ever uh, that was ever on American game show television. So if you don't watch it. I'm wrong, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well that's actually a super convenient segue uh, to the moves that we've made this week. I'll let you go first because mine is going to cause frustration. Alright, well I have, two mo- I have two transfers because as I told everybody to do, don't transfer before the, game, the uh, international break just in yeah. case of injury. And everybody got one with Payette. Unfortunately it happened during the game. So uh, my moves this week are I'm going from Payette to now this brings up a little a juggling act for me. Do I either go pay it to the mainstream option in Mesut Ozil, which everybody's doing, or do I go to like a light, lowbrow option like a Delafeu or someone like that? Mm. I'm probably leaning to going against the current of what everybody else is doing, only because I like what Everton is doing right now, and I'll probably bring in Delafeu, only because he's very underowned in a couple of the leagues I'm in and. These are for money, so it counts. I mean, they're not for money because it's not gambling. It's a game of skill. Um, but, yeah, so I'm probably going to go against the stream and bring in De La Feu only because the price tag saves me money, and I kind of have a big enough kitty right now that when Aguero comes back, I can jump back up. Uh, my second move is I have Pella, Agalu, and Vardy up top. And like I said before, I was preaching Romelu Lukaku's love fest from – 
for being on my roster, and I'm going to grant his wish and put him on my roster. I'm going to probably transfer out Pella. Pella has a great matchup as well. I just trust Lukaku a little bit more this week. Uh, the money isn't an issue. I know uh, Lukaku's 0.5 more than Pella or somewhere in that vicinity, depending on what you have invested in Pella or whatever. Uh, so, But like I said, I have enough in the kitty. I have, I have 6.5 million in the bank. My team value is 1. 104.5. Uh, and, and then I'll give everybody a rundown of my team. I got My Hill and Goal, uh, Papasuari, Kolarov, Rose, Van Dyke, Williams in defense, uh, Coutinho, Sanchez, Payet, Mares, Wijnaldum through the midfield, Pella, Igalu, Vardy up top. I'm going to trade out Payet and Pella for Delafeu and Lukaku. That's all how, I have to say. How are you feeling about uh, about the Wijnaldum hype? A lot of people bought in, including both of us, still think he's the crux of that team. Are you just waiting for it to come back around? or? Uh, you know what? I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because there's games where the, the game flow that Newcastle tends to play, it either flows all through him, like the game we saw him have, or yeah. none of it flows through him. Um, he's kind of one of those guys that you really have to wait on. And if you're playing the three forwards up top, like if you have three definite options up top, uh, He's probably if you roster one all of them this week and you have four better midfielders, he would be my sit. I have him outside the top fifteen in my rankings for the week. Yeah. Um, only because I don't like the matchup. I don't like what he's been doing. But I think it's based on what Newcastle is doing. I don't think it's based on what he's been doing. Yeah, absolutely fair. Um, so for me, I obviously. Oh, apparently I'm sleepy. Excuse me. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just going to take a nap, actually. No, anyway. Um, I I also had my two transfers for the week. Waited until the internationals were over. Was looking at my Pyatt scenario. Obviously, mentioned earlier, Tadic, the matchup play. Otsil, the long-term play with his ridiculous assist rate. Uh, you could go for somebody like Coutinho or Jerry D, who I know is also your boy. Dude, you have a lot of boys. You are right. That, that's a lot of... I don't know if they could all fit on your yacht, though. I think that's the problem. But... Well, you know um, why I have a lot of boys? Because I make a lot of good calls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's correct. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I had Darmion and Payet, who I had mentioned many times. I had both been wanting to get out of my side. Hadn't had time. Uh, or, not time. Had other issues that I had to address within the squad. Um, and so... Uh, I had zero Tottenham players in my team, and so I made an interesting decision, <laughs> and I say interesting because I realize that it could arguably be, quote-unquote, wrong, <laughs> um, but I brought in Danny Rose and Christian Eriksen. Now, was Danny Rose the right replacement for Darmian, both from a personal level and from an actual skills level? For me, yes. I think he is an excellent second defender to have. I uh, already mentioned that if he locks down that job, I think he ends the season as a top 10 defender, and he has now locked down that job. So, 100% fine with that. <laughs> Where the questions can be asked are with Christian Eriksen at 8.4. Now, he has not done much since his return from injury, and I realize that a lot of his points, arguably the majority, uh, coming from the Swansea match where he had two free kick goals. One of them was Fabianski not knowing how to be a goalkeeper. Just one assist since then. Uh, although he did have three assists in his first five matches back. Haven't seen one in the last two. Uh, kind of like what you were mentioning about Wijnaldum. The match not running through him as much. I already mentioned the secret 4-3-3. Where he's playing more on the wing. Isn't as involved in play as he typically is. Uh, Kane getting involved in a lot of wide play from Danny Rose. Who I already mentioned is incredible. And just... A great human being, you know? Like, you'd want to get a beer with him, but you also wouldn't mind going home and just snuggling, you know? Anyway, that's... <laughs> I meant for that to be a bit, and I'm worried it came off as sincere. Um, it sounded a little creepy. <laughs> I, I realize that now, uh, so I'm going to take that back. Anyway, Erickson at 8.4. Is he worth 8.4? No. But, and I mentioned this to you earlier... Part of this game is having fun. I feel like a lot of people look at their arrows every week and they're like, oh, I got red arrows. My team's awful. I'm having an awful time. They watch their matches. They get stressed out. None more so than us. You know, this is kind of what we do, obviously, as we're doing a podcast about it. And so it's really easy to get caught into it. And I wasn't enjoying myself that much. 
Uh, I mean, obviously, I enjoy spending time with you all the time, but during matches, I was just getting like antsy, like, oh, I made the wrong call. And so I am now going to have much more fun with Christian Eriksen and Danny Rose on my side, rooting for players that I'm already cheering for, wanting to do well. Anyway, <laughs> do I realize it was probably the wrong call in terms of strict success? Yes. But also, Eriksen is no slouch. He could just turn it around at any point and be incredible. And I'm willing to take that risk, counterbalanced by how much I just am going to enjoy having him on my team. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, you got to, this is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be, you're supposed to have a rooting interest in your team. So I can agree with you on that. Um, I own Danny Rose. So I bought in when you said he was going to be a top 10 defender. I believed you. So I bought into it. I don't agree with the Christian Erickson thing. Uh, I think there's better price points and better points to be had through the midfield. Um, like like a Tadic or who has been point for point better despite being a whole dollar less like to your point yeah and I'd even probably throw at another name that's probably similar point output wise and plays a similar position on his team I'd probably even roster maybe even a Yohan Kabai before before Erickson mm-hmm. uh, but that but like you said this is this is a game that you're supposed to have fun playing and if you don't have fun playing then why even do it I mean I have I have a ball doing this every week I we get paid. Minimal. Maybe <laughs> we, we basically get paid what people at the BK Lounge do. and yeah. But we only do it because we have a passion and a desire to do it. And yeah. people who listen to us, they understand that because they can hear the passion in our voices. Right. And, and they respect what we have to say. Like some of our super fans. And I'm actually going to mention one because yeah. she, always, she always listens to us and she always comments. Tamara, thank you for always commenting. You're the best. If I mispronounce your name, I'm sorry. but Well, I'll say Tamara and then assume yeah. that one of us got it right. Yeah, completely. If it's and if it's completely, if there's like a TL day in there and Twitter doesn't have the TL day or like a an umlaut, like Tamara. Yeah, see, totally, <laughs> totally. But but thank you for commenting and yeah, you're, you're you're our first number one super fan. How's that? Yeah. So if you're out there, and you're like, oh, I thought I was a number one super fan. Freaking tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, we do take we do accept comments and minimal donations, and we will also offer advice. Like, that's, that's what we're here for. Like, you're just mentioning we have a good time with it. And in case you're also wondering why is Kevin putting Erickson in his team if he's supposed to be a fantasy expert, I would like to once again point out, I'm not sure if I've actually said this on air. I know I've said it to you before. I am in this category because of what I do in draft leagues, which is constantly boss expert leagues. Yeah. I just, I'm just much better at that format. And so originally the idea was that we'd cover both a lot more, but we quickly realized that our demo didn't really play a whole lot of draft games, which is why we usually stick to the traditional one. Yeah, and I suck at draft format. Only and you're so good at this one. So I, I'm so good. At <laughs> the thought was we would balance out, but really, we're just talking about the thing that you're amazing at. So it's it's, it's not <laughs> that I it's not that I suck at draft draft because I'm doing very well in one draft auction format against uh, a league of my peers. Uh, mm. It's just the, the league that we play in together. Yeah. My team has just been devastated with injuries and, and horribleness, i.e. Ed Hazard. Ed Hazard. <laughs> I mean, when you invest a first-round pick overall, you're expecting someone to be decent, relevant. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I, I lost Callum Wilson, then I lost. Uh, oh, that's rough. A, a midfielder as well. So. Oh, and uh, my boy Jermaine Lenz uh, quickly fell off the pace. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, he's on the back of he's, uh, he's on the back of a milk carton. He's so. not even starting for Sunderland. It blows my mind. Sunderland is playing for the fourth place, like a semi-pro with Will Ferrell. <laughs> I think they would be over the moon if they finished outside of the bottom four. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have six points on twelve games. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, they're Aston Villa bad. Yeah, but but Villa is basically phoning it in right now. I don't I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, we have two minutes before we hit the hour mark, and we usually try to keep it under that. Three teams going down. Go. Uh, Villa, Sunderland, and I'm going to say Bournemouth because I think Bournemouth's just been rattled yeah, by injuries. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I just feel really bad for him. Definitely agree on Villa and Bournemouth. Uh, interesting for other teams. Uh, I, I think Sunderland are going to find a way. I do think Norwich are staying up. I think Watford are staying up. Which I guess begs the question, who do I think is going down? Um, man, kind of looking at the teams right now, kind of regretting this. Ah, uh, Newcastle will probably be fine. Chelsea. Chelsea are going <laughs> down. <laughs> uh, no, now that I look at it, I guess Sunderland is is a pretty solid shout. You know, if Stoke don't start scoring goals, 
I mean, that defense isn't what it used to be, and they're not scoring goals. No, just throwing out a crazy one. But anyway, yeah, no, you're probably right. I think your three are right. And now we have two minutes to do an outro, so super quickly. Uh, I was drinking beer. Were you drinking beer? Yeah, totally. Cool. PBR, also. Oh, PBR, always PBR. Oh, uh, as you do. It's what I do. It's, I drink it out of a can. Um, a big. You, you drink know, it out of a stein. Yeah, a stein. Big stein boot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm drinking PBR. And as always, you can find me at soccer.rasball.com or on Twitter at Smokey underscore Lugie, that's L-O-O-G-Y. Yeah, and I am at Kevroff on Twitter, and you can find my writings over at blog.playtaga.com and theeaglesbeak.com, and there may be a new secret project coming out. <laughs> I'll tell you about that later. But anyway, thanks for listening to us. Uh, come back next Thursday morning. More drinks, more fantasy advice. See you then. Peace. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.